0: Welcome to Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC anime universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And uh, it's episode 25. We did it. We we
1: just realized this exact moment. Yeah. As I was preparing to start the announcement. I was going to try and plan something fun and interesting for this episode, but we don't. So it'll just be a normal episode and maybe we'll do something cool for like 30, 30 or 50, or, 35. or maybe we should just pick some random number. And do something very special for
0: that instead.
1: Let's go. What was what was Nightwing's like secret agent number? Oh, when he like, was spiral. 47?
0: I don't know. I don't know either. I have no clue. I actually I need to read those comics. I haven't. Neither have I. But I mean, so we don't have anything particularly special. But hey, we have
1: uh, the Riddler's back, and we the have, and the Penguin's back. I don't so know if you if you realize characters. this, but Batman is a dick in these episodes. Oh just God, it really? Up, is Just straight up like in past episodes, we've had we've seen him like being a little bit compassionate to his villains. And, like, I always compare it to, I think, the the most compassionate moment between a hero and his villains in this world is in Justice League when we see Flash interacting with uh the oh, trickster. Oh, the trickster, yeah. Uh, when he just, like, is, like, is a helping hand. And, like, he understands Trickster has these mental problems. He's yeah. like, okay, you can finish your milk, but you have to go back to uh not arkham but blackgate yeah blackgate yeah. afterwards and or Trickster's like oh you caught me again flash and like that nice warm moment between a hero and a villain where he's yeah. trying to help that is the exact opposite of what we have well yeah week. well that's also the flash who is generally a nice guy and yeah. batman who kind of prides himself on being an asshole right I mean, so. well, I mean there's a couple villains we see him try and help like he tried to help Clayface a bit yeah he a helped man bad he's you know he he's also he has real sympathy for bat, Fro- for freeze yeah well that's because he like he gave him the antidote and then man bat he thought man bat was just like nah fuck it I'm Yo, gonna be bad yeah. again well I will say though I'd be kind of upset too it's like you have a- he he's like he has a moment as we'll get to it as Bruce
0: then as Batman where he's kind of sympathetic to the Penguin and I think that's actually a genuine I guess moment um. But before we get there, we thought we'd actually talk about some relevant and relatively recent Batman news. Yeah, it came out t- this
1: morning. T- today, yeah. So this it, is on yeah.
0: Thursday recording. This coming out on Tuesday. But uh, all the rumors about Matt Reeves not wanting to direct the Batman turns out not true. He is officially directing the Batman. How do you feel about that?
1: I forgot to research this.
0: What else is he Okay, so Matt Reeves, he did, uh, he got a start in Felicity back in the day with JJ Abrams. Okay. So then he did Cloverfield, he did Let Me In, which is the remake of Let the Right One In, which I've seen the the original, not the remake. Uh, And then he did Dawn and then soon to be War of the Planet of the
1: Apes. Okay. Yeah. So the
0: the only of his I've seen is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which is really good. Yeah.
1: I've seen that one. Yeah. So I think, I mean, Competent is that, that's choice. The first one, right? The it's like it's rise dawn, right, okay, and then the rise, third yeah, one yeah. coming out soon is war. So they need to make it easier for me and just like add on to the original title. So the second one is like, what was it? It was rise. Rise. So rise of the dawn of the Planet of the Oh Apes. my god! Just keep then, adding more ofs. Yeah, war. Yeah. So then, and then in movie theaters, like it'll just be an entire be like, panel of just that movie. Rise of the dawn. Yeah. Of the- yeah. <laughs> Like think of the marketing; it'd be so easy to market that. I know it'd be the simplest, simplest thing. You couldn't thing. fit yeah, any other couldn't. movie at a movie like on a movie theater board. You get like you one, have one choice to you have one movie to see. One tiny little picture of like
0: Caesar in the corner; the rest of it is all just text. Yeah. As we nug in the third one, well, it's Caesar like reading it because he's he's, he's sent it <laughs> It's gonna take him a long time to get there. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I, I think it's it's fine. Yeah do we do we have a writer? Um, there hasn't been any change on who's writing. So I think last we heard it was, God, I thought it was still Jeff Jones and Ben Affleck were writing it. I don't know if that's changed. Uh, luckily I have the DC Anime universe wiki up. Oh, Chris Terrio has also been brought on board and he, uh, wrote Argo, which is really good. So. Okay.
1: Uh, That's fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about this one. At this point, like, uh, this kind of feels like they had to bring in someone to direct it rather than someone being a driving force
1: behind it. Right. Which I think we talked about this before, about how DC or how Marvel is good about picking directors because it's kind of... Directors kind of choose what they want to do, almost. Yeah. And... uh, so I don't know if I
0: mentioned this to you on the podcast or, or elsewhere, but I, I had this this idea pop ahead. Like, wait, have more directors dropped out of DCEU films mm-hmm. than made them? It is true. Good. I got the full list here because uh, so Seth Graham Smith and Rick.
1: Oof. Famo Yuma, Famo Yui. I don't. I'm, closer than what I would try and I'm say. I'm sorry, Rick. I, I can't pronounce your last name. <laughs> we know but, he's an avid listener.
0: Yeah, they uh they were going to do the Flash. Michelle McLaren was going to do Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. uh I forgot she was something. the one
1: that had that pitched the idea of a talking tiger sidekick. Right?
0: Was that? I missed that bit of. There craziness. was
1: one of the directors. They turned down. They turned her down because she was trying to pitch a talking tiger sidekick. That may have been the reason. Then so maybe maybe we'll let that one slide. <laughs> if that was
0: the case. Uh, I forgot about this. Guillermo del Toro was going to do Justice League Dark.
1: Or like oh, Dark, yeah. Dark Justice I, 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 or whatever. I, yeah.
0: But uh, he's out. It looks like maybe Doug Liman would be in. I like Doug Liman a lot, but I just don't know if that combination of director and material quite works. Uh, Doug, so Doug Liman did um, the first Born, Born Identity. He did... It has its moments, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He did Edge
1: of Tomorrow, which is <gasps> great. Yay! I love Edge of Tomorrow. I watched that last week. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It's I so good. Don't know if that fits. No, not at all. With, I mean, Del Toro with, is much better perfect. With that. Perfect. Yeah, style. like Swamp
0: Thing, uh, Hellblazer. And then, of course, Ben Affleck has dropped out of Batman. So, that comparison to Snyder, David Ayer, and Patty Jenkins are the, the three who have actually made movies mm-hmm. for the DCU. Uh, so far, James Wan has still been on board with Aquaman for quite some time. So, I think that's going to okay. stay.
1: Yeah, I like him.
0: And then, uh, of course, part of the news today was that
1: Chris McKay of Lego Batman is going to direct a Nightwing movie. Yeah, a spinoff. off. Which spin-off. means we're going to have Robin or Nightwing in the Batman movie. I, I would imagine that would make sense yeah. for him to be in there. because you can't have a spinoff without <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> at least announcing the character. Yeah,
0: and so, I mean, I guess one way of looking at it is uh, they brought on board a director who knows Batman and who has done the best on-screen version of Robin yet. Yeah. One thing, though, is that uh, for those of you who have seen Lego Batman or even just seen the trailers, you can see that that is very much a, like, happy-go-lucky, plucky, like, bright, energetic kid version of Robin, and Nightwing is very much more, not that. Yeah,
1: a little more brooding. Yeah, quite the badass. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I had a question for you, yeah. because I, I was talking to a couple of my friends all day about casting mm-hmm. who we want nightwing to be oh. there's a lot of talk about what age we want him to be okay because since we have such an old batman the age range can kind of be anything it could be it just has to be i mean what do you bruce is supposed to be what like i think bruce 50s, is supposed to be in early, late 60s no 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 not oh, in, not,
0: no probably late 40s i think he's supposed to be about ben affleck's age which i think is like okay, 40s okay. so i think cuz i think he's been doing it for about 20 years wasn't that something they okay, said okay that sounds in... about right yeah, so we we imagine he's maybe closing in on fifty. Yeah. Um but so you could have a Robin theoretically that's maybe fifteen years younger than him. Yeah. So I guess in his thirties. Yeah, that makes it kinda tough. Who, yeah, who's I some mean it could be you,
1: anyone. Yeah, it could be anyone. Who are some of the names that you guys were throwing around? Um the two that I've seen the most get thrown around over the past like two years of people wanting a Nightwing movie are um no. I'm gonna check my phone because I forgot both their names already. <laughs> Milo, oh, Van thank you. Yeah, from Heroes, and yeah. then uh, This Is Us. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's always been thrown around because he has that like, it's basically like his hero's character kind of yeah serious. I can see it working. Um, and then the other one is uh, who's the the kid from Walking Dead? The uh, kid, feel, not kid. The Stephen Ewan or Stephen Juan. Oh, oh, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd be there's, there's always down. been talks about having kind of a more Asian Nightwing. Yeah, thing. I'd be totally down for that. Yeah, which could be, co- the, which would be pretty cool. The one that I would want to see most. I don't know if you know who Matt Bomer is. Oh, He's the third one on my list. God, of course, I fucking know who God Matt Bomer is. God damn you, he's Matt the most Bomer, just
0: man in the world. I mean, because <laughs> okay, for me personally, the only proper way to cast Nightwing is basically instead of doing headshots, to just Ash have butt shots. shots. Yes. That's,
1: that's exactly what I was talking about before. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I don't know whose job it is to uh,
1: cast that role, but I'm very envious of them but uh matt bomer will fit that bill perfectly oh my gosh so much uh and then if we're going younger um sorry i got distracted no it's totally understandable you lose yourself in those eyes um (sighs) it's uh the the kid from maze runner uh dylan o'brien oh i like him a lot yeah if if, too young for nightwing so so that's what i'm trying to figure out because we have a dead robin already in that universe yeah So, I was wondering if this is like... What if this is a flashback movie? Well,
0: I... Wait, you mean the Nightwing movie? Yeah. I feel like if they... I'm not sure what the movie will be about. I feel like a good way to go would be to kind of do the old wounds episode of New Batman Adventures where we explain how he went from being Robin to being Nightwing. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a good way to go. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to do or not. But I, I imagine that whoever they cast, though, will be... The they would cast someone for current timeline because that character will be in the Batman, oh, yeah. which is going to be I'm assuming set after that makes sense. Yeah, Justice League. But then again, who fucking knows? Yeah, no one has none clue of this makes any goddamn sense.
1: It's all just craziness. Yeah. So yeah, Matt Bomer is definitely like number one yeah. option for me. Ugh. Uh, stretch goal. I'd love to to see Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, because he was yeah. great as the voice. He is great as the voice uh, and under Red Hood. Yeah. Oh, that could possibly work. I just don't think like Matt has the has the more athletic body. Like, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris is very slender. Yeah, and he has kind of the like comedy quips that you that we yeah, see Nightwing true. do sometimes. But but I mean I don't know. I think I I I don't know.
0: It's hard for me to get excited about any of these at this point though.
1: I know. I mean, I, Nightwing is such a fan favorite. It makes sense that this is where they're going to go because. Yeah they know they're losing the fanboys now. Hmm. Like they're, they're losing the people who jump started the comic book world yeah, or the film world. And so I think them announcing this is like, Hey, come back. We're, we're still trying to reach you guys. We're not just trying to, to just, pander to the public. I they don't, are. I don't know. They, they've basically lost me at this point. Like
0: literally the only reason I'm seeing the DC movies this year is because we're doing it for the crossover <laughs>
1: podcast. That's, that's all the only reason. Um, I just, they don't, they just don't get it. I know. And and the other big problem is it's... I mean, I again, I'm happy it's a Nightwing movie, but it's another Batman franchise. And it makes sense financially that Batman has been kind of the biggest success character yeah. throughout the years. Like, you know, obviously it's Batman and Superman and then has... Has DC made another well, live I mean, action? I mean, they had the Green Lantern, which didn't work. They had <laughs> uh, Catwoman, which didn't work. But again, that's still a
0: Batman right. property. I, I think that their their problem is is they don't get tone. Right. right. Like, if I'm more excited to go see a Doctor Strange movie, having never read a single Doctor Strange comic in my entire life, than I am to go see Batman at Superman, duke it out on screen, someone's doing something right, and someone's doing something wrong. Right. And so... I just every time they announce something now, I'm like, oh cool! I get to go watch a movie where they just take great pieces and then shit
1: over all the rest of it and it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but at least we at least we yeah. have the animated series. At least we have the at least we have the animated world. It's still <laughs> kicking. We had Lego Batman did great. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. God, i i did go see it again actually good yeah, yeah. i i did you pick up anything um, the second
0: time around there's actually one thing i picked up that i hadn't the first time but i remember what it was and i actually ended up falling asleep through about half of it because it was like a super late showing and it was reclining chairs and i was That's very fine. comfortable. totally understandable um yeah but i did have fun with it as you can tell there's the batmobiles on my desk right now yeah i've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been rolling it around as we're recording <laughs>
1: But did you, did you notice, uh, I don't know if we talked about this in the the group podcast, did you notice Captain Boomerang in the background? Uh, no. Oh, wait. Yes, I did. Yeah, he was hiding in a couple scenes. That made me happy.
0: Oh, now it's really bugging me. What was that thing I didn't... I caught the second time that I did not the first. I will eventually think of it. Yeah, it'll come back. Yeah. Uh, as we talk about the uh, the show, the actual thing we're here to talk about. Right. <laughs> maybe I'll remember it. I mean, it's we're still on brand. It's still Batman. It's still all Batman. Yeah, we're the Batman guys. Yeah. But... Uh, so we're, we're on Penguin here. So yes. I just gave up on trying to find a, a No, that's a fine. Birds, of, birds of a
1: Feather. The first real Penguin episode we have. The, um, only, other, the only other one has been, I have Batman oh, in my basement. Oh, the one with Sherman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and again, we have, I think my most hated Batman character ever is in this episode. The, oh, Veronica Vreeland? No, no, she's fine. The guy. Oh, Pierce? Pierce. Oh, my God. That, like... I don't know, Veronica. The over... Like, it's such an over-stereotype of, like, the posh, rich man. Yeah.
0: I had a, a it, thought, too. Like, where did that start? And I meant to do some research on it, and I got caught up doing other stuff.
1: Because Also, how do you, like... Yeah, because where did the tra- yeah, um, yeah. Cause... I don't even know where you would start with that. I mean, maybe. Well, it's it's a post transition from the like mid Atlantic accent. Yeah. Oh, so it had to have been somewhere Gilligan's Island. Maybe was it the uh,
0: the millionaire? I never
1: watched Gilligan's Island. I
0: actually don't think I've ever seen it either. But I know of the show. But like there was the millionaire on the island who I think spoke with that kind of yeah very upper maybe. crust voice. I mean, because I can I can think about their characters or like um, Ted Knight's character Judge Smales, and Caddyshack too. Right, that very yeah. <laughs> But that, that specific voice, though, like, it's, if you feel like that that is... Just, like, an asshole somebody, rich man. Yeah. And I don't know who. And I looked up the the voice of Pierce, and it's this guy, uh, Sam McMurray, who... He just pops up in, in tons of stuff in small roles. I can try and list them, but for you, Cameron, it's easier just to show you the picture. I'm sure you recognize the face.
1: Okay, yeah, he looks... He's familiar. Yeah, he's just one of those guys that's in a bit of everything. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? He <laughs> he's was the, the new husband in Santa Claus. Is that? What? He's the psychiatrist. Husband. No, 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 no. That's no? Judge
0: Reinhold. Yeah, trust me on that one. That's, ju- right. that's Judge right. Reinhold. Uh, no, this guy. What I actually I recognize him from. He was Chandler's boss. I think. In Friends. In Friends. Okay. Yeah. Um that's the only thing that's coming off the top of my head otherwise I'd have to to do some look through here. I don't know. Anyways,
1: yeah, that guy's voice drives me nuts. Yeah. But the other the other weird stereotype we see and we've seen it before and I'm also curious where this comes from is the overly seductive redhead. Cuz a lot of oh, these yeah. feel very like a lot of this episode feels like it could have been in the Poison Ivy episode I'm sorry, the Two-Face episode from mm-hmm. the very beginning. Um but yeah, I'm I'm 'Cause I know where the the dumb blonde and the the like nerdy brunette originated from. But I never learned the redhead. I mean, Jessica
0: Rabbit comes to mind, but I feel like it must have existed somewhere before then.
1: Yeah. Cause she's like the over stereotype of that. Yeah. The the kind of the in some ways
0: like the pinnacle. You kinda of do anything from that point on and it just right. feels like you're rehashing something else. I don't know. I don't know where these came from, but I mean, I wonder if it
1: also came from Three's Company, because that's where the other two came from. Uh, I don't. mm. Uh, Charlie's Angels? Was there a redhead in the original Charlie's Angels? There've been so many versions of Charlie's Angels. I I know, but the during the tit time hour was the the what? There was my (laughs) my film teacher in college. I don't remember what he called it, but it was like oh, it was like boob no jiggle TV. That's what it was. Okay, so oh, like early Charlie's to Angels, min, yeah, Wonder uh, Woman, TV show. Okay, yeah. Uh, and there was one more, but it's, you know, the time when... Three's Company, I'm assuming. Or maybe that was... I, I, Three's Company kind of introduced it. I think it it's, Three's Company started to fade when Jiggle TV started to become more popular. I'm looking up Jiggle TV. I hope something comes up. It does. There's a okay. Wikipedia article called Jiggle Television. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> honey, honey, honey West, The Love Boat, Fantasy Island, Beverly Hills 90210, Meryl's Place, Charmed. I think this is just anything that's, okay, it originally referred to, yeah, Charlie's Angels, Wonder Woman, and Three's Company, but it's okay. basically just anything that's there to just put tits and ass on screen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, tit time worked. Just...
0: Yeah, that worked. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of know what I'm talking about <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> they came. That they came from somewhere. I don't know. I mean, this is Veronica's first appearance, because okay. she's
1: going to be a pretty recurring character. Throughout the rest of the animated series, Pierce is gone though, right? Pusama I don't gone. know. I don't want to see him again. Like I feel like that that I was tone. Getting, like, physically frustrated
0: with him, the, like the tone of voice is burned mm. in my brain from so many random places that I couldn't even pinpoint where else it was. But right. I feel like he might show up again, somewhere. But yes, you're absolutely right. That guy just it voice grates the soul. Yeah. Um, All right, so now we're we're 20 minutes in. We're 20 minutes in, and we've basically talked about nothing. Yeah, so, I mean, this one, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, The Penguin gets released from prison. At the same time, Veronica Vreeland, High Society, whatever, decides that she needs to liven up her parties a little bit because Mm -hmm. she's just so
1: painfully out of touch with reality. I guess because she's only had twenty-four invites. Yeah, only. I, I guess twenty-four party invites that month. month, and there are no charities between now and April or whatever she said, which is bullshit. Because there's always some kind of always charity for the school, for the hospital, for the science center, for the zoo. And you'd think they'd have to have them year round because
0: they're, they're constantly getting interrupted. Being, right. So like I'm sure no charity event actually goes the plan the first time around. They no, probably have to do two or three attempts at it. Yeah. So I don't know what her deal is, but she, she decides that she's going to invite the penguin to her party to liven it up and make mm-hmm. it energetic. And so she basically sets up a fake courtship, like takes him out to dinner.
1: Yeah. Well, on the reverse side, Penguin also is trying to reform himself. Yeah, that's true. He's he's trying to stray away from the criminal world. Yeah, because I I think
0: he's realizing, too, that uh, where he's gotten in life is below his own station. So he he gets out of prison, he expects there to be a limousine, and instead he ends up on a a shitty, dirty bus. And there's no one at his apartment to greet him when he gets there, and it's all dusty. And what what I did think was funny is he, he gets to his apartment... And he just expects all the other supervillains to be there to greet was him. Was that his?
1: I thought that was like the, like the clubhouse again.
0: I thought it was his place. I thought I saw penguin shit all over the walls. Yeah, it
1: might have been. I, I wasn't yeah. paying as much attention. As also, I how been. long are his prison sentences? A uh, couple weeks,
0: I guess. I mean, because so he would have just gotten arrested when almost got him. Which again,
1: there's there's a loose timeline between these, right? But I but mean, that isn't the one we see in the intro. He gets arrested for something that's else true. in the intro. Yeah, yeah. So, it, so
0: this was kind of bizarre, too, because the opening scene is him stealing art, I guess, to establish that he considers himself very high society. But he even says in that, like, he just got out of prison, oh, and he's robbing, yeah. and then he goes right back into prison and gets right out again. So it felt like it was a little unnecessary. Yeah. A bit of a time fill. Um, but, yeah, he's trying to reform himself. And what I thought was interesting is most of this episode is from Penguin's point of view. Yeah. And I guess that has happened a few times before, where the episode is mostly told from someone else's perspective. We get bits of Batman in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess even... Kind of the
1: first part of Clayface was like that.
0: Yeah, the first part of Clayface, uh, even I had Batman in my basement, basically told from Sherman's POV, well, it's Joker's favor. It's because Batman's knocked out the it's whole it's time. Batman's passed out. Um, I feel like uh, it's never too late, the the crime boss one with the trains. Isn't that kind of from yeah. someone else? Yeah. So they, they do it sometimes. And and what I will say, I like about this episode, even though it's overall kind of meh, they do make you feel sorry
1: for Penguin. Yeah. I felt, I, I think I wrote it down like three times, like poor Penguin. Yeah.
0: Cause so yeah. So Veronica takes him out to to dinner and is, basically just using him. But he's really into it. Like, he really likes her. He likes getting attention. He likes going to these nice
1: restaurants. And Yeah, he feels high class again. Yeah. I don't and, know if he's ever been high class in the first place.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they've ever gone into detail in, so far yet as to what his actual origin is in the the animated series, is whether he came from money or what.
1: They haven't, at this point, we haven't gotten an origin yet. No. But, sure but we, we see from do. the kind of the inflatable rubber duck kind of towards the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. That I kind of just assumed it's the same origin as uh batman returns yeah that's true there's some very obvious returns polls in here
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and the, yeah the way he eats the fish yeah exactly so
0: but i mean i think the big thing for him too he has a companion
1: yeah and that's what he wanted it kind of yeah. at the end of the episode we we see that whole thing wrap up but so, we we'll... i i actually really felt sorry for him but so they they go to dinner
0: and uh they go outside and get accosted by some thugs and Penguin defends himself and defends Veronica. Yeah. But Batman just swoops in and lassos
1: him. B- yeah, immediately blames Penguin. Yeah. So he has Being a dick. an infinite number of trick umbrellas. He doesn't use them. Is that is that him trying to to stay away from like the criminal side? I I'm, Be less mm, Penguin and be more Cobblepot?
0: I'm not even sure if I'm even going to give them enough credit for thinking that through. I All feel right. like they just always put an umbrella in his hand. And whatever it needs to do at the time, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not like in the movie where he has like the whole bucket full of umbrellas. Mm-hmm. I always like that part. But yeah, Batman just doesn't
1: believe him. Doesn't believe that he's trying to turn. That Yeah, that he's giving up his crime life. Yeah, he's giving over up a the new identity. leaf. It's actually weird comparing the two episodes. The first episode is him giving up his identity as a criminal, mm-hmm. whereas the Riddler episode is him oh. giving up his identity as a civilian. Well, look at that. Look at that convenient okay, thematic we, coincidence. We totally plan. <laughs> it's like we try.
0: <laughs> But uh, one thing I did think is interesting. So they, they go to see uh, Pagliacci, 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 I'm assuming is the way you pronounce it.
1: I have no... It's an opera. And the only reason like, I, I spotted it, you <laughs> go
0: to the opera, but well, specifically I spotted it because it's the same opera that's in the Hush comic.
1: Okay. I didn't so I'm like, know
0: okay, that. I wonder, you know, this has popped up a couple times at Batman. Is there any sort of significance? Like, is there a thematic connection between the opera itself and Batman is a character. And the uh, short answer is no. Good. <laughs> but it does have some thematic relevance to this, because the opening line of the play is, the play, the opera, is that, you know, actors have feelings too, and that this show is about real people. Mm-hmm. So there is a theme in that. Also, the, the main character kind of gets um, spurned by the woman he loves, so there's that. But the idea is that, you know, a, a person has feelings too, even if they're in the opera, they're a clown, in this case, a penguin, mm-hmm. that behind the facade, they actually have something going on. It's so like, okay, there is a thematic relevance to that being in there. I don't know why it's in Hush. Eh. No fucking clue. Makes sense here. Here it makes sense. It's
1: nice to see them them trying sometimes. Yeah,
0: they do. Well, cause, you know, it's like, why not? Let's see what's going on here.
1: Right. Um, but then, what happens there? Uh, Nothing, that's yeah. just a yeah, quick snippet. They He's just go like, there. singing along with yeah. the opera. and then, I feel like it's very... Like, not high class.
0: No, it's not. No, yeah. But I mean,
1: that's the whole point, right? He doesn't know how to be high class. Right. Um, so then... So then she invites him to the party. Right, Veronica's party. And I, I love his interactions with the other high oh, class the other members guests. where he's talking yes. to the head of the bank. Uh, I don't remember what the He's bank like, oh, I says. hope you uh,
0: upped your security because those time-release locks are quite easy to break through. Yeah. Uh, And he
1: talks to the mayor. Yeah, he's chasing, uh, what does he call him, Hammy? Chasing Hammy down the hallway. Some very fun interactions with him and the rest of of Gotham. But then uh, he, oh, he goes out onto the the patio, and Bruce is
0: out there, and is basically, like, suspicious of him. But then Penguin, he went and bought this, like, nice little brooch for Veronica. And this is the moment where Bruce seems to show genuine sympathy. He's like, oh,
1: like, maybe you're... Maybe you are changing your ways yeah but then unfortunately penguin overhears the asshole pierce oh. and veronica talking about how they just invited him to stir up conflict and yeah so They're they can have him yeah so they can have a good message in the paper the next day yes so then uh yeah penguin
0: snatches veronica and flies off on his whirly umbrella. yep and then uh instructs Pierce to bring the ransom money. And then we get some very obvious Batman Returns references because he he falls through a trap door into the sewer into the giant yellow duck. Yep. Pulled straight from Returns. It works. I enjoyed yeah, those I, Yeah, I enjoyed
1: it. It was fun.
0: Yeah. Um, also, I think I didn't I didn't can get confirmation on this. I think the head of the duck is the head of Plucky
1: from Tiny Toons. I... I didn't notice i think it might have been that'd be awesome if it was i love when they i'm going to assume because these are up, all really. tiny
0: tunes people yeah so i'm just
1: gonna say it is okay and not look it up to confirm <laughs> uh in this day and age do we really need re- do we really need references anymore no we can just say what we want exactly <laughs> fuck subtlety uh actually speaking of fucking subtlety they go to the opera and it catches
0: on fire
1: because everything yeah. has to I did notice kind of jumping back to Winnie Tunes and Tiny Tunes, mm-hmm. uh, he was kind of in the same getup as Bugs when he did the opera episode. The like the most in, the most famous
0: Winnie oh. Tunes episode. Because that's when Bugs has the
1: um like he's the on, big coattails. The mm-hmm. big
0: Oh, he's the conductor.
1: Yeah. Right? Well there's that, and then he has the um Oh He has the golden horns and he's on the Pegasus. That's right. I, I have I don't seen remember which episode such a is long anymore. time. Yeah, but it's kind of like the most famous scene from yeah. that and then the the barbershop. Oh, of course. Yeah.
0: yeah, that one. Got some classic ones.
1: Um yeah. I, I thought that was an I don't know if it was supposed to be a nod, but I kinda of paused I it and I'm like, does every opera have like a Viking theme? Uh not this one, because this one's like italian clown themed okay Well, i mean he it, it felt a little viking-ish with his helmet, oh with shit the helmet. Oh, sorry
0: i forgot you're right at the end he ends up yeah. on uh, a dragon that's spewing fire oh
1: yeah it was a dragon not a pegasus
0: yeah but that's not how the fire started like something blew up up in the rafters and then a whole bunch of stuff fell onto the the stage and that's what caused it to light on fire i got really a little lost.
1: anything can start a fire in this that's world true.
0: fire extinguishers start fires in this world yeah so, but yeah, I mean, basically Batman swoops
1: in, saves Veronica, saves Pierce, saves the penguin, right? Doesn't he say it doesn't the penguin? Yeah. Well, I, he like, so penguin, he like, he lands, so he cuts the, the dragon's ropes, penguin falls. He like cuts through the back. Oh, the curtain. curtain. Yeah. And he lands, and he's fine, and then the curtain falls on him, and he's, like, knocked out. Oh, that's right. And I'm like, the physics of this don't fit well. They they rarely do. I mean, the flight half of that dragon makes no sense. Well, I mean, just, just that moment of, like he, like, he stood up and was fine, and then he was hit with cloth, and then <laughs> yeah, he was and not then that's, fine. That's what finally took him down. Yeah, <laughs> that was the final punch.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, so then... It all basically wraps up. Yeah. There but. was
1: the, the sad line at the end. So so I guess his ransom was he wanted a million dollars from Veronica. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, he's like, all I really wanted from you was friendship. And that didn't have to cost you anything.
0: Yeah. And she, even though she is kind of positioned as the antagonist in a lot of ways in this episode, even she's like, well, I did start to
1: actually enjoy your company. Yeah. I don't think he believed her. No. I and yeah, I don't. I mean, why would he? Right. I think this is. This is almost. I connect this a lot to the Two Face episode. Okay. Yeah. It's, from what I remember, this is kind of the turning point from when he goes to petty thief to like. Like business criminal. Because mm. I don't think he owns the Iceberg Lounge yet. No, that doesn't happen until the new Batman adventures. Okay. But I, I think, think this is kind of the turning point where he starts to be more of the businessman. Yeah. And less of the. Just two bit crook,
0: and and well, I think too, maybe they're finding their footing with the character a little bit. Remember that was a note we were talking about with um, I have Batman in my basement, where they didn't know what to do with Penguin, because right, he he had his, they didn't find his niche, and so that's why they have like his design looks just like the returns, but he's still kind of an urbane criminal, and I think here they're now trying to get their footing, like okay, he's the sophisticated criminal, even in almost got him, right? He's the one who's clearly got the intellect right and but he has to show it off to everybody um and to try and he doesn't have to prove himself smart like riddler does
1: though i suppose yeah i yeah i don't think so yeah i don't think he's trying to prove himself smart i I think he's trying to prove himself as fancy that's true or as you know yeah as high class yeah so there's no never mind i don't know i don't know whatever (laughs) It it was it was an okay episode
0: yeah it was fine yeah I didn't I didn't love it. Um any other
1: thoughts on this before we, we roll into Uh did you did you notice all of the really bad bird puns? Not not even just puns, just like like phrases, bird phrases. Did I? It's like what kind of what kind of plan are you trying to hatch here? Oh um, god, I missed all of those. I you're missed gonna, puns? There they uh Bruce said something about like he's gonna like You need to be careful about your roost. Oh. These are so unnecessarily forced. Oh, my God. I mean, okay, those are forced. Yeah. Let's be perfectly
0: honest, though. They're not as forced as every single riddle in what is reality. I
1: don't care. I loved this episode. Oh, my God. The ending ending did not make me very happy. But I have like a list because I love seeing the – I think I talked about this before – no, I, I talked about kind of a different subject. I love seeing the progression of VR uh, oh, in Oh, in, um, in pop culture? Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, so this is great. And seeing oh. this, like, everyone has their own idea of kind of the physicalization of the digital world. Yeah. yeah. I love seeing it kind of starting with Tron and going to this into like Matrix, into Digimon, into Summer Wars, into Sword Art, into those one episode of Community which does it. I think one of my favorite iterations cuz it's so funny. Uh I mean, it it was inevitable we were
0: going to get a VR episode. Oh so yeah. I, I don't, is there a single 90s cartoon or even show that didn't have some sort of like weird video game VR thing going on at some point? Hmm. Hey
1: Arnold did not I was just thinking about it. That's actually the first one that came to my mind. Rugrats? G- maybe. Did not. Most did of I Nick's shows, I don't think so.
0: Did they really?
1: No, Rugrats, no. They never played games in Rugrats. I don't know. They were not They were babies. They couldn't operate video games. I don't know. I haven't seen that in such a long time, man. I mean, they have like a Star Wars-y episode when Kimmy comes along, but that's as close as I can think of.
0: Okay. But a lot of these shows had mm-hmm. some sort of VR thing yeah. going on. This
1: also, sorry, last one, reminded me a lot of the very first episode of Fairly Odd Parents. Wait the hmm. wait the Riddler episode. What is it? Yes. Okay, yeah, because uh, that's when Timmy wishes he could be inside his video game. And, oh, and it's a similar kind of theme.
0: Have I never actually seen the pilot for?
1: It was the two. It was the two-parter. It was uh, Power Surge is part one, and that's when he's in the game, and it requires a lot of energy, and so Vicky is trying to turn the TV on. Okay, and every time she does, the power goes out. Uh, so Cosmo and Wander trying to keep the power running and then it was... Sounds vaguely familiar. Um, I don't remember the name of part two but it's when he basically does the big movie where he wishes to be an adult. Oh, okay. And that he, does sound familiar. Yeah. Okay. Also, been a long time on that one. I mean, it came out in 1998. It's fine. Dear God. In 99? I think 99. But Hartman just had a new show come out recently so I've been kind of going... I've been going back through his backlog
0: okay sorry i had i got lost in the realization that was almost 20 years ago yep
1: and it's still going Wait, we have a very odd release schedule but yeah yeah they're, they're still like, doing fairly odd parents they are what yeah they've added fucking news to uh, me did you ever meet poof have you did you watch is that point? Their baby
0: yeah i've seen him i don't know if i've ever seen any episodes
1: okay uh so poof is there and then there's now a dog of course magic dog i don't know his name How dare you? Uh, I haven't watched any of the episodes in the past, like, four years. Also, how dare you? I know. I'm ashamed of myself. call yourself a real fan. Uh, And now there's also, like, a girl who I think either knows about the fairies or also has fairies. I don't know her situation, but I see her in all of the, like, cover arts now. What? Because I I follow Butch Hartman on Instagram and on on Snapchat, and he he always posts the title card of each episode before it comes out. Uh, yeah, get with it, man. I'm, I'm sorry. Keep up I'm on sorry. your Fairly I'm, Odd Parents. I'm letting, I'm letting the world down.
0: God, I've rewatched Avatar and Core like three times and haven't watched all of Fairly. Oh, odd three parents. times
1: is such a low number. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Anywho, anyway, what is reality? reality. Stupid ass episode. I'm just gonna put it out there. I had fun did until not, the ending. Did not care for it. I love riddles so much.
0: Okay, so. I'll let you I'll let you lead this one through here, because me trying I'll to explain try. the plot will just result in a series of me getting angry.
1: Uh, well, I guess the quick one-line plot is Riddler is trying to get rid of his Enigma identity.
0: Okay, but is he actually, though? Y- yeah. Oh, but, okay, so, yes, you're right, because <laughs> it starts out, and, uh, like, there's issues at, what, an ATM? So I guess that means he's going after his bank records. So they never really go back to why he fucks with an ATM. Right. And then... The stock ticker, also, don't ever explain why that's happening. <laughs> uh, the DMV, that one they do explain. Mm-hmm. And then the police station. The police station. Makes sense. So, yes, yeah, so he's trying to erase his digital footprint. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know what those early ones have to do with anything. No. Um, so, but, and, okay, so I will give him the benefit of the doubt that he is compelled to always have to do riddles in any sort of crime. Yeah which further proves what a terrible villain he is because nope, he's great because if you were
1: genuinely trying to erase his identity you do that on the sly rather than making a big deal out of it but that we we talked about this on the and ra- on, on the last riddler episode where he's physically incapable of doing crime i know without leaving and his footprint
0: i i mean th- this show is too short for them to like hang a lantern onto that but i feel like it that kind of needs to be addressed at some point. Like, Batman needs to go like, man, he'd be a lot better at this if he weren't compelled to have <laughs> to leave clues. But I mean, I
1: would have never known if he didn't leave three clues for me yeah, to find. because it's
0: like, I guess my problem with this episode is that, so it plays out in a sequence.
1: Like, um, what is it? How does Batman end up at the DMV? So it's the first a, riddle oh, is uh, where, oh, where does right. a 500-pound sleeping gr- gorilla sleep? Yeah. And then it was what... um. What is scarier than a something, a something? Oh, like a, like a five legged millipede, and then something about like five elephants in a car. Yeah. How do you uh, fit flat-footed do you, A flat footed millipede. But okay, oh yeah. yeah. How so, do you fit five elephants? Yeah,
0: in exactly. Car. So you take those numbers, you make them the Roman numerals, and it spells out the DMV. DMV. Yeah. So Batman goes to the DMV, almost gets blown up by a truck, and then uh, the payphone goes off, and it's the Riddler. I forget what he tells him. He gives him some sort of other riddle, but then four quarters and a penny drop out of the machine. And that the the logic stretch from those that change to police headquarters. Yeah, it was like four quarters. It's head. It's not tails. It's head. So it's heads. Oh, they head quarters. There's a dollar. I know. One when I thought head. Change. I was
1: thinking head of the police force. Well, it's like both of that. I mean, yeah, it's,
0: it's as forced of a riddle as like the old sixties TV show. when it's like it's great. Yeah, I love Russian it. people, Russians. It's like it's that bad. And so then they go to police headquarters where they a giant machine has been delivered that Robin discovers is a VR simulator.
1: Why mm-hmm. the fuck would you put on the VR helmet if you know it's a trap from the Riddler? Because he said that uh, he went through all the software and there was n- this was not connected to the internet. In he any did, way. Say, yeah, he did say it didn't have it wasn't plugged in the phone line. But then yeah. this thing has Wi-Fi. No, Apparently. so it has hardware. So they they do a nice little distinction between software and hardware, which I really appreciated from okay, the early nineties. Yeah. Uh, he had hardware attached to it that let him kind of bypass whatever security they had. I didn't fully understand. It didn't really it. make sense because I it, just accepted this world. It,
0: it was like, oh, it has. It, it, he didn't use the word wireless, but it was like it had a like a hardwired modem or something like that in itself, which then it. I don't know. It didn't make any goddamn sense. I didn't look. You're the engineer. I didn't think about that. Barely. <laughs> and so my, my problem with it, though, is so then the, the whole scheme. Okay, so if he's trying to get rid of his identity, he's achieved that. So then his secondary scheme is to kill Batman inside of the VR machine? What is he trying to accomplish with the VR machine? Because he waits until it's just Commissioner Gordon to trap him in there. But then Commissioner Gordon just becomes bait for Batman to go in. Mm-hmm. And he tries to kill him in it?
1: I... I guess. I think he was more trying to kill Gordon. I don't think so, because if he were trying to kill Gordon, he just would have let
0: Gordon die inside the machine. Gordon's used as bait for Batman to come in. Yeah. So who is he actually trying to kill here? What is he actually trying to accomplish? I think
1: he's just... Well, because before before this, in this world, he's a game designer. Yeah. Uh, and so I think this is him just, like, kind of I'm, showing okay. that he is still, like... he. Like this is his last feat as Nigma. He's making the you know the best virtual reality game there is. And they they
0: do, yeah, they do bring back the last episode and how Nigma is still pissed at Batman for kind of spoiling his efforts to kill Mockridge. Mm -hmm. It just my problem with this episode is that it the plot works if you're going forward. If you then go back and try and figure out what the grand
1: plan was, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, it's a turn your brain off episode, and I love those sometimes. Yeah, but it's like
0: it's a regular episode; it should be smart. Yeah, like to its credit, um, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich? That holds up. Mm -hmm. Like his his scheme basically works, and he he doesn't get away with it, but he gets away. It all kind of work. He's supposed to be super smart. It all makes
1: sense. I, know, Here, I, was, I was a little upset that he didn't get away in this episode. Yeah. If anything, it has a
0: super bleak ending. Yeah. That doesn't make sense when you know he comes back again uh, later. But, I mean, this is kind of like, and I, don't get me wrong, these are good movies and I enjoyed them a lot, but, like, Skyfall and The Dark Knight, where when you watch it one direction, you're like, okay, you can see how the one bit leads to the next, and you go back and look at, like, the overall plot, the scheme, and you're like, well, this doesn't hold up at all. It doesn't make any goddamn sense.
1: Hmm. That's this episode. And the, but virtual reality Chris but the riddles are but virtual so, reality the riddles are so strange. I look past everything when they said the virtual reality machine <sighs> I'm like all right I'm, I'm on board this is now a good episode oh god and even even the stuff in the vr simulator is so bizarre I know it's so like I said I love the physicalization of the digital world it's so fascinating how because this this takes on more of an Escher stance yeah, where it's kind of just this infinite world, but there's so many
0: stupid things. Like he opens the door, it's like, what was it? it was oh, crazy intent? Don't open that because it means it's a locomotive and a train rolls through.
1: Yeah, it's all of, it's all that. Yeah, it's, I have no problem with that. I really should give up trying to argue with you on good. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. No. I, like I said, once I saw it was virtual reality, I'm just like, I'm down. There's even a part in the Ugh. before this when he's being chased down by a car. This is an Acom episode. Okay. Uh, besides this one moment, it's a pretty good. It's pretty well animated. Yeah, for the most but, part. But um, I, I assume this is still uh, cell shading or cell animated, mm-hmm. which means the background is painted differently from the foreground. Yeah. There's a scene. It's it's brief. Um, but the foreground and background don't line up and oh, really? Batman is just floating on top of the ground and it frustrated me like none other, God. like I said, it's, it's less than two seconds. Yeah. But, but you know, I was just for staring All at All this it. stuff
0: lies in my head and you always pick up these little like, things. Uh oh, it,
1: well, cause you could see the shadow was so far under him. <laughs> And it's, uh, it, it, it bugged me, but like I said, <laughs> virtual, virtual reality made it all better. I liked the cool, like red overtone. Yeah. The sick Batman suit when he becomes the dark Knight, Yeah. Um, that was really cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. Like, like I said, so the, the end, the VR ending is Batman kind of figures out that since it's a digital program, he can just duplicate himself. Yeah. Kind of like the Smiths from, oh, the matrix. Uh, matrix. Yeah uh enigma's like oh well i can do that too and then batman's like oh but if you do that then you can't concentrate on keeping the world built and then the world just kind of fell apart this is the other thing there's one other thing that kind of bugs me with this the last thing because nothing else is wrong with this episode right uh (laughs) uh-huh it's flawless it's flawless uh when the the chinese puzzle box the uh, baxter box i think is what Mm -hmm. they call it when it falls to the ground he's like okay you have to solve this Batman has solved countless riddles before this. Yeah. But he looks at this and is like, no, nah, I'm just going to break it. Yeah. I'm just going to turn my fists into hammers. Yeah. And I, I thought it was funny thing. and also a little frustrating of like, it's, you're the smartest person here. Yeah. You can just solve it. If Robin can solve it, you can solve it. Why do you just want to break it?
0: I think maybe that's part of my But problem. that was the only thing wrong. I mean, it, it, that's <laughs> part of my problem, too. Is like the riddles didn't feel like riddles like in the last one there were actual riddles to be solved Ugh. and this one it's kind of the the l- lazy writing they did with batman forever too where it's like there are riddles that lead and lead to clues to really obvious answers and it's like wordplay not riddles they're not the same thing right and i do love me some wordplay but he's not the word player nope god even that was a bad that would not even tend to be a joke on my part i'm still embarrassed by it no
1: it's fine that'd be something riddler would say yeah <laughs> oh Ha it wounds it wounds so
0: deep, but this also so they they get Gordon out uh, and like the machine breaks, but the Riddler has once again left them a clue as to where he is mm-hmm. uh how did that work again? It was the oh it doesn't matter it was it was a, it was a um, stretch
1: yeah I don't oh, it's something about um the world is not oh, fair. if the world were fair, I'd still have my old job. Yeah, and it led them to World's Fair Gotham, because yeah, I guess that yeah, was a thing it was, at it some was point. A stretch, but they get there,
0: and the, somehow the Riddler is still trapped inside the machine, kind of, but it's broken. So yeah. He's just been sitting there frying, and his a, his face is all aged and weird and gaunt. Yeah, and Batman just like, oh, this sucks. Yep, well... Basically, he's like, well, fixing him will be a riddle, won't it? It's like, the yeah. Dude is like... Fix him! He's basically like comatose in yeah. this machine. Like, I he's said, all these like two episodes, Yeah, in these
1: two episodes, Batman is such an asshole Yeah, to his villains. It's a
0: really bleak ending. Yeah. And it does, again, it doesn't really make sense because we know the Riddler is going to pop up again later in a better episode. Yeah. Mind you. That's impossible. This was
1: the best episode. <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, it, I don't know. It didn't...
1: It just as I was watching, I'm like this doesn't make any goddamn sense. You're right. Oh, I forgot about Kodalyoko. I forgot to write that one down. What? Sorry, I was I was looking at my list of all the like VR themed TV shows. Oh, okay. Through through the time, and Kodalyoko was a uh, French based animation animated or the French based cartoon that came to Cartoon Network in 2005. Okay, it's really cool. It was like one of the first big, besides Jimmy Neutron, one of the first big like 3D animated shows. Code Lyoko, L Y O K O. It's a great one. I mean, it's not great. It's okay. Totally. It's a great theme song. Oh, I've eh, kind of recall.
0: Yeah, four, four, I never four kids at of boarding I, yeah. school
1: find a computer that sends them into the digital world. Digital world.
0: Do you remember VR Troopers? Vaguely From the the the. This might have even been. It would have been around Power Rangers time.
1: It's the same idea, vaguely. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. there were like three versions of power. Because it was that, and then Beetleborgs. I do remember. I do remember Beetleborgs. Yeah, yeah. also had a great he theme had, song. Like, he had,
0: oh, Wait, was Beetleborgs? Wait, I was thinking of the Masked Rider. Is that the same thing? I don't think so. Because the Masked Rider, I remember he had like multiple suits. But he had like an awesome car
1: and really cool like bikes and stuff. This is the Masked Rider. No, he's different. Oh
0: wait, but I remember Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs—they oh, lived God. in that like haunted
1: house thing. That's all I remember from that show. And they all had the like crescent beetle hooks on their forehead. Oh my. Okay, yeah, it's
0: all. Oh, I do remember these. Yeah, everyone oh was just jumping on the back. Of yeah, it's, Power it's all. It's Rangers. all the same thing. It's all just like let's get like really cheap Japanese shows and yeah, just insert English act, like American actors in there. Yeah. I have forgotten about Beetleborgs though.
1: Whew. Oh man.
0: Yeah, that was a problem for me growing up. Oh, man. This is a... This is it's all on Netflix. This is special. Oh, well, by all means, let me get right on that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, so, so these episodes were... Yeah, they were... They were fine. They were fine. I think... Hang on. I got the list
1: behind me here. I think we got good stuff coming up. Uh. We should... We're closing in on the end of season one. Ooh,
0: I am the night and off balance are the next ones. I know I am the night. If I recall, is supposed to be one of the really good ones where he um, like reevaluates his job as Batman. Like he kind of goes through like a conscience crisis, crisis of conscience. Okay, so like that. And I don't know what off balance is. Oh, I think it's count Vertigo. Ooh, yay! I don't know if that episode's gonna be good or not, but those are pretty exciting. Yeah. So I like uh, that villain as we're heading into the tail end of the uh the season here, there's some really good stuff. Right. Coming we up, still right?
1: have Roz coming up. Uh we still have Zatanna coming up. Harley and Ivy. Yeah. The mechanic. Ooh, the man who killed Batman. Right.
0: Oh, Batgirl. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, we've got a couple of good ones good coming. Good stuff up. coming in. Uh, but until we get to those, get any bat plugs?
1: Uh I do. I've I have a different kind of bat plug. Today. Oh my. Um, so, so I mentioned before that, uh, Butch Hartman has a new Nickelodeon show coming out called Benson. I haven't watched it yet. Is it about Doug Benson? No, I wish. It's gotta be amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. but he's been, I, I cherish this man for how smart he is of connecting to multiple audiences Mm -hmm. because I don't know any other creator that's like jumping not just onto social media, but connecting with major people from those, from influencers. Okay. So like he's, he has a pretty big presence on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. He does live Instagram interviews, but on YouTube specifically, on on YouTube specifically, um, he started doing like his own draw thing, his own drawing channel where he draws kind of other shows in his style. What? This Um, sounds awesome. And he's been teaming up with a bunch of awesome other channels. So the, the channel that I want to plug, which I'd watched before, but this is like, for the people that love this show, I'm sure that they'd love this channel. It's called Channel Frederator. And it's, they, it's every week or so, they find a cartoon and give 107 random facts about the show. That is awesome. Yeah. And so this past week, uh, they had Butch Hartman on to talk about 107 facts about Danny Phantom. Okay. And as the viewers of this show know. I am obsessed with Danny Phantom, so it's so great. And there are so many things I learned. I thought I knew so much, but oh, so much more. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Teenage Robot, uh, Lego Batman, mm-hmm. Lego Bionicle, Steven Universe. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I, I went through my, my three go-tos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the uh, Danny Phantom. There's a Kim Possible one, which is super fascinating, and the Codename Kids Next Door one, which is it's so good. What? And I'd watched the Avatar one before, that's why I knew the the name of the channel. Oh, I gotta watch these. Uh, but yeah, they're they're great. Uh, and yeah, just
0: if oh, you if you're Teen
1: Titans, yeah, I I watched them before. It's a great one. Oh, what this is really cool. Yeah. Oh God, it's gonna eat up so much of my time. I know it's. I tell myself it's something I can just put on in the background, but I'm so invested in it. No, yeah, there's no way. Right. The, okay, this is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Danny Phantom Facts are so, so interesting. Oh, I gotta, I gotta watch these. Yeah. That is that is a damn good I think pause. they actually have a Batman one, Batman Animated Series one. Oh, they, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my plug, Channel Federator, And if you're into oh, Bob's Butch Hartman's friends. stuff, uh, follow him on on various things because he does, he's awesome. He's, you know... He's a he's a dreamboat.
0: God damn it! You've now made me have to put more things, so many more things in our plug section now.
1: Yep. I mean, I'll I'll just. I mean, he just post his like YouTube channel.
0: I know, but now I have to put in all of his social media stuff too. I just did one of them. No, but I'm going to. All right, because I've
1: called myself out on it on air. I mean, it's just he's at so Butch Hartman on everything. So I'm pretty rich. sure he's he's pretty consistent. He's no, I'm going to complain about having creator. to do a minimal amount of increased yeah. work. He's famous enough as a creator that. He Has all of his own tags. <laughs> you could find it. He's him. not like Chris Hardwick where he's at Nerdist for some unknown reason. Not anymore. Ah, yes, that's true. Yeah, he handed
0: over that to actual Nerdist. Yeah. Anyway, what do you have to plug? Uh, I started reading Ready Player One.
1: Oh, it's so good. It is really good. It's so, yeah. Had you never read it before?
0: No, I hadn't. Do you listen to it? No, I always read. Okay. I, I do so podcasts. I, I generally don't do audiobooks. I should. It's a, it's a cool way to do it. I've
1: probably listened to that book three times, yeah. three or four times. So I, I know you've like, so always good.
0: spoken very highly of it, and so I've had it for a while, and I was on this kick of reading a whole bunch of books that I didn't really enjoy, and I was like kind of slogging my way through, and I, I reached a point I'm like, no, i got to sit down and read something that I think I'm actually going to really like. And I'm not far in; I'm maybe only like 45 pages in. Uh,
1: what's happening? do
0: uh, what? you remember. I mean, so he was just in the chat room with his friend, uh, okay. H. H, yeah. Yeah, and then something, st- I
1: think he was in class. I, I... Okay, okay. So you, you're, still at, you're still in the intro.
0: Yeah, still very much in
1: the intro. Yeah, yeah, the story hasn't even started
0: yet. No, not really. But it's good. I'm it's really, so really liking fun. it. Um, yeah. It's just references galore. It like, is. I mean, even stuff that uh, I only know so much stuff from the 80s. Yeah, same. Like, I can pick up pretty much anything movie-related I got covered for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tons of stuff, though, that I'm like, I don't even know what the hell this is.
1: Yeah, and yeah, there's, I found a website, I meant to bookmark it, I'll probably find it after this, after this podcast, um, that lists every reference and every kind of like Wikipedia article that'll tell you about it. Okay. Which was really cool. That helps, yeah. Oh yeah, it helped so much. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's so much, like it's literally, because obviously we go back and we love finding the little references, like you found the opera thing in this episode. Yeah out of the full list of VR history and animation. Um, this is just like, like uh, it's set to blast with how many just like nerdy little references there are. And it's, you know, it's one of those things where you just feel like it's written for us. I know it's nice. Cause I know they're working on Spielberg's doing yeah. an adaptation, which is, that's awesome. But I'm just looking at the only big name that I remember being attached oh, TJ Miller. I think is attached to it. Okay, so and, uh Ty um, Sheridan is wait, isn't that Cyclops is the main guy.
0: Isn't Yeah, so Ty Sheridan, the new Cyclops from okay. Apocalypse, he's the main guy. Oh, Olivia Cook? Jesus, she's fantastic. I'm just excited for Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg, Mark Rylance, Ben Mendelsohn, TJ Miller. Um, at least on the main page, is the only names I recognize, but an excellent, excellent cast. And of course it's I can't say Spielberg does no wrong, but even his Movies that are less than stellar, like uh, the BFG, mm-hmm. are still better than most people's things. So right. I'm excited for this.
1: Yeah. I'm so happy that you started this book. Yeah.
0: And it took me a while to get through it because I usually only read whatever novel I'm reading before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I'll get through like four or five pages at a time. But this one's exciting enough. It might make its way into like me going around town, carrying a book. Yeah. And probably into the crapper as well. No, that's fine. So we get most of our reading done. So yeah, it's better than reading the news. So, oh, yeah, you don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think that basically does it for this week with a, a pretty high amount of nonsense. This That's week, fine. Which is pretty good. Normal amount of nonsense, exactly. I feel like. It's on par for us. Uh, anything else? Uh, no.
1: Oh, okay. All right. I think I've said all I need to say.
0: All right. Well, then that wraps it up. So, uh, you can find us at Tim Talk Pod on Instagram and Facebook and uh,
1: a Twitter? And I'm at Lordifer on all of those same things. I'm at Cameron.Dexter on all of those, on one of those things, because I just have an Instagram. Oh, that's right. You don't have a Twitter, huh? I don't. Yeah, don't. I, I mean, I have one, but if you just want to see a bunch of, like, sponsored posts. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. nothing super exciting there. No, it's just me. Like, I don't know if you, do you know Fuji? I'm not going to give Fuji a plug. <laughs> at, like the camera? No. We don't need to talk about it. Okay, don't follow me on Twitter. Okay, that's fine. And then,
0: uh, oh fuck, I forgot to to create a pause for the uh, or whoever our sponsor we'll, is. this we'll week. pause. I'll find a pause. Find a pause. I, I might even just I might even just put it in right here at the end. It doesn't matter. Just cut out the whole
1: segment of me talking yeah. about virtual reality. But we we have someone has sponsored us this week from the Nerdist School, and we thank them so much. They,
0: whoever they are, you are delightful. I'm happy to have you in our lives
1: please listen to their podcast yes exactly and then go check out other nerdist school things on the nerdist school websites. we're nailing this oh so good
0: so professional all right i think i'm done now all right thank <laughs> okay. you everyone bye
1: have you ever been listening to npr and thought to yourself gosh i love the human interest aspect the dulcet voices of the hosts the promise of totes But I just hate how true it all is. That's where we come in. It's This American Lie, an hour of improvised NPR. We're a lot like that other show, but we make it all up in front of a live audience every second Saturday at the Nerdist School stage. Find show and ticket information at NerdistSchool.com or catch the podcast on the Nerdist School Network. Search for us on iTunes.
0: The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com.